everyone and welcome back to another episode of our Halloween Wednesday Smug Chats. I I know it's been a while. Things have been kind of crazy, especially after the Christmas season, but we're really happy to be back. I'm back with my regular crew, our regular crew of Hallyu peeps. So we have uh, MB. Hi, MB. Hi, Anna. Happy to be back and I hope everybody is feeling well and staying safe. Yeah, I know it was so it was so it was actually kind of scary the last time we met our our Hallyu group. So many of them were sniffling and coughing, and I was like, "Oh no, everyone's getting sick." But oh well. I mean, I hope that now that since time has passed, they all are starting to feel better. Uh, we also have Jen with us today. Hi, Jen. Hi, everyone. Happy New Year. It's still January, right? So it's still a uh, kind of yeah. Happy New Year. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, I hope everybody's well and thanks very much for coming back. I know this is our what third episode now. It's it's kind of I remember the first time we recorded it. It was awkward, but I still think we're kind of getting the hang of it. I'm really excited for today. We have a really awesome guest and I feel that MB would definitely give her that introduction, so I'll turn it over to you. Thank you, Yana, for turning it over to me. It is my honor to introduce our guest for today. I have known her for I don't even know how long already. More than a decade definitely shows our age, but we don't look it. I promise. Okay. So Dr. Jurish Lao Ang is a, um, is a diplomate of the Philippine Dermatological Society. Okay. She graduated from St. Luke's. Okay, uh, Quezon City, both for her medical degree and for her residency. Okay. So I think that's introduction enough. <laughs> if you see her, you'll understand why we asked her to be a guest okay, to the special um, topic that we have. Right, Yana? <laughs> yes, our topic for today is very exciting. I mean, we cover so many K-Wave topics from BTS to girl groups to any basically any K-drama, anything K-related. But today we're doing something slightly different. So we're talking about K-beauty because K-beauty is such a defining uh, factor of the whole K-industry. It's, it's such a big part of it. So of course, we have to have an expert on that, come on the podcast to talk about it with us. So, hi, Dr. Jas. Well, nice to have you here with us. Hello, Yana, and hi, MB. Thank you for that nice introduction of me. And thank you for having me here in your Hallyu Wednesdays podcast. So, I am excited to talk about K-Beauty with all of you. And yes, Bern, we've been we've known each other for almost a decade. <laughs> I don't even know how many years. I don't count them. So, yeah, thank you for having me here. And I'm, I'm excited to talk about skincare and K-beauty. Before we start with our first part, our first segment, which is the evolution of K-beauty, is there anything you want to start with, Dr. Ja, about skincare or about the K-industry in particular before we get into it? Yes, I think um, K-beauty became really popular and trendy, um, especially in the community right now due to the increase in the Hallyu culture, right? Like when um, the when people see their, the K-drama, the Uni, the Oppa, and also the all the Korean pop stars, they all want to look um, as good as them with their very uh, minimalist look 
glow and with their skincare. So I think uh, it really developed the trend of uh, K-beauty in the skincare community. So I think with K-beauty, they're focusing more on the use of herbals. So I think people are uh, very curious to know more about it. And I think the way they ad advertise or they showcase K-beauty is more for skin health. It's not like treating skin concerns uh, such like diseases. They're more of treating them like a holistically approach uh, as part of your self-care. So I think it really has a big impact on the skincare community. Yeah, you know, I definitely think that they they were onto something with all the natural ingredients. You know, they, like what you were saying, Dr. Ja, about how it really is a skincare, not really the type of. It's not. I think it's more of a preventive than a. What's the other word for that? Like a remedy? Is that it, Dr. Ja? Yeah, it's more of preventive than like curing. It's like um, it's like when you want to rejuvenate your skin, but the better way is to pre-rejuvenate it, right? So I think the focus of K-Beauty is more of uh, prevention and also using this gentler ingredient. So that I think that that's where they really came into popularity. Mm -hmm. And you did bring up this uh, concept of using herbs, you know, herbal, herbal ingredients. So it, to get into the segment of the evolution of K-Beauty, what do you think was the or were the biggest influences in the evolution of K-beauty? Like from when it started to get popular, which I know was really, really early on, um, to now, what were the biggest changes? What would you say? I think K-beauty is, um, previously, originally, it was referred to as a hanbang beauty, wherein hanbang refers to the use of herbals, like what I mentioned earlier. And I think their focus is to really... Um, achieve balance in the overall skin health. So I think um, when you see, when there's balance, it's like yin and yang. In any Asian culture, we're really familiar with balancing the yin and yang of our body, right? So I think K-Beauty used that concept into skincare. So um, it's really it really has a big impact in the community, especially in developing formulations for certain products wherein they want to find the balance of all these ingredients in um, the product formulation. So I think it really has, um, it's really helpful or beneficial, especially for people looking for like gentler products wherein they don't like their skin to be irritated with so much of the um, other ingredients. So I think it, um, it's where K-Beauty became um, a trend. So I think it's really focused on achieving balance for your skin. And it actually kind of answers my our second question as well, the crucial influences. And I think that's a really great point that you bring up, uh, Dr. Ja, about how it really is a focus on the more natural look. So really the baseline foundation skincare. So not so much the what can I put on my face to cover up things? It's what can I strengthen at the bottom to make to make it look as natural as possible. And definitely, I think that is something that characterizes K-beauty in particular because we always notice that, you know, glassy skin, that amazing, perfect skin um, that, that, you know, Koreans are very famous for. Yeah, I think you have a point there. I think they're focusing more of the really foundation of your skin rather than more of the makeup, like um, rather than covering up your uh, skin flaws or what concerns you have, 
it's really better to really focus on achieving healthy skin. So I think that's where really K-Beauty come into play. So their focus is really um, emphasizing on proper skincare before you really, um, so that you'll be able to achieve the like um, glow from within, like rather than putting up so much foundation or makeup to cover up whatever um, skin concerns you have. Mm-hmm. And do you think that contributes to what makes K-Beauty so popular now? Is it that concept of build your foundation so that you can shine from within? <laughs> is that what the concept is? I like that, shine from within. It's true because people always, uh, when you see like the, all the trends in social media and also all the like um, the uh, actors or actresses, many people think that their skin is really like from the makeup and all. But I think K-Beauty focuses on another side of the skincare, which is really achieving that um, glow from within. So I think it's um, advocating more for healthy skin rather than like flawless skin. So in a way, I think people are really, um, really appreciate that movement that you have to really invest on a proper skincare to really achieve the look or the healthy skin that you're all looking for. And also when it comes to healthy skin, I think we define it differently um, per individual. Like maybe for some, healthy skin is having like um, blemish-free skin, but then for some, it's like having uh, no breakout. So it, it differs um, per person. I, and I think K-Beauty really has a lot to offer to cater to each of our individual's concerns. So um, it's really, uh, really um, influential in building your skincare. You know, I I think before we go into the K look, which I think um, a lot of people are curious about, myself included, is the, I think we mentioned it the last time uh, the four of us got together, it was about anti-aging. It's not called anti-aging. What's it called again, Dr. Ja? Yeah, actually, there, we can't really go anti-age. We all age, right? So... <laughs> Um, the way to go about this, we have to be pro-aging. So um, we embrace uh, the maturity of our skin because our skin um, normally really uh, undergoes changes and phases. So aging is really a part of it. It's normal, right? So we go pro-aging. So how do we go to pro-aging? It's like rejuvenation, right? Like preventing um, the maturity of our skin by proper skin care. So we embrace and we age gracefully by having proper skincare. I think that um, we have to really um, instill in the, in our in the society's mind that aging is not something to be dreaded. It's something you have to embrace. So how do we embrace it? Especially diba, when you're thinking of skin, that's the first thing that people uh, can see when they face you. So you embrace your age or, or mature skin by having proper skin care. Thanks, Dr. Ja. I love what you said about, you know, it's not anti-aging. So it's more of going with the flow. So it's more natural that aging actually happens. But it's more on um, preparing for it and addressing uh, whatever concerns you have, not, to, not on a negative basis, but more on addressing it properly. So I think um, one of the things that you were saying earlier was the rejuvenating. That one is very interesting to me because it, for me, it is more on preparation for what is to come. 
right? Yeah, so that's true. That's true. Pre-juvenating is like you're you come prepared for the battlefield, right? So you can't really we can't really escape aging. We all undergo it. So I think we just have to really advocate that. Aging is normal because when you say like a wrinkly face, fine lines, people dread it because they're thinking, oh no, my I'm aging, I'm getting old. But then in a way, you have to, we have to really uh, advocate, like mo, uh, most of our derms really advocate. You have to embrace it, yes, um, how to prepare for it, how to age gracefully. So you have to really have a proper, build your proper skincare that's really good for your skin and that addresses your concerns. Great, great. Thanks, Dr. Ja. Yeah, so I think, um, so one of the very basis of it is it starts with good skin, right? So it's um, moisturization and all that. And now I think what I wanted to ask was because the key look is very distinct, it's starting off with glassy skin, but it's also um, what Diana was mentioning earlier. It was more of, it's not hiding, it's not concealing. But it's more of bringing out, shining from within. Can you tell us more about what exactly makes, um, what characterizes the K-look? Yes, I think K-look is really popular. I think when you really say K-look, it's like the dewy, minimalist glow that you really see. Like um, when you see Koreans, it's like they're not wearing anything and their skin is naturally glowing. So I think the basic uh, need to achieve that is to really have uh, proper skin care. Because when you don't have proper skin care, you won't be able to maintain or achieve healthy skin. So I think K-Look focuses on that dewy glow that you can see wherein your skin is really healthy. Uh, then how do we say if your skin is healthy, right? So like what I said earlier, it really is um, personalized. But then in a general sense, the skin is our barrier. So it protects, it's the first line of defense actually. So it helps protect this, our skin, uh, our body, and also it protects from external stressors such as the UV rays or like um, free radicals. What that's in the environment. That uh, and also, how do we say if our skin is uh, functioning well? It's uh, it has a balance of moisturization and also uh, you have the uniform look wherein you have that glow, like what I said earlier. So I think. Um, the K-Look focuses more of really the foundation of your skincare so that you'll be able to have that dewy glow. Thanks, thanks. So I think now my question, and it's a more personal one. Huh? So how can I have the same skin as all those beautiful people in the Korean dramas? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, in all, actually, in all the, the dramas, you can't really um, think, yeah, you really admire their skin, right? Like, oh, they're like the bare minimum makeup, makeup look. So, but then to think of, of it, there's also that lightning effect. Also, they also wear makeup. So, I think the proper way to go about it is to really build your routine. So, uh, people always ask because they're afraid. Oh, no, I, in order for me to achieve K look, I have to undergo all the 10-step Korean beauty regimen. So, yes, um, a lot are anxious to go about it, like, right? And not all of us have the time. And also, um, you have to be budget-friendly when it comes to skincare. Yes, skin investment is the term. But then you have to really be um, practical about it. So, how do you achieve it? Actually, the basic uh, in your skincare is to... In the morning, usually we say the basic is 
washing your face with your cleanser, moisturized, and sunscreen. Sunscreen, sunscreen, sunscreen all day. Even if it's rainy, gloomy, whatever weather you're in, it's really um, important to wear sun protection. And then at night, usually, we just advise people to cleanse and moisturize. And in between, if you have like uh, act, uh, treatment for your specific skin concern, like from your skincare um, expert or your derma, you put it up. Then you seal it all in with your moisturizer. So that's just how simple uh, skincare routine is. So people are, so I know a lot of people are overwhelmed because they, they always hear 10-step Korean beauty. Oh no, I have to have the essence, toner, syrup, everything, eye cream, all of that stuff. But in reality, um, just this basic step like cleanse, moisturize, sunscreen, that's three in the morning. At night, cleanse, moisturize, that's just two. So it can be as simple as that as long as you know what your skin goal is. Um, so when it comes to skin goal, it's like you look uh, what your skin concern is so that you'll be able to achieve your goal. With that, you'll be able to identify um, ingredients and formulations that suited for your skin. So I think that uh, we have to really remove that misconception that in order to achieve that K-look or the healthy skin, you have to undergo all these steps. But no, um, it's not for everyone. Some people enjoy it. It's okay if you're you have ten step routine. It's okay, like it's pampering, it's self care. But then it doesn't hold true for everyone. So the basics that's important. So I think um, just invest on the, the proper basic, like invest on the proper cleanser for your face, moisturizer, and sunscreen. I noticed, Dr. Jad, that you mentioned sunscreen a lot during the uh, during this portion. And I wanted to ask, so even if we're staying indoors, sunscreen is still essential? Yes. Even when you're indoors, sun protection is still essential. Even we're mostly, during this pandemic, we're working from home, right? We don't really go out that much. Because there are two types of UV rays that's coming from the sun, the UVA and UVB. UVB for B for burn, that's the one that's causing your sunburn when you go to the beach. So that's the one that burns our skin. UVA, on the other hand, A is the one for aging. It's, a, it's the one that causes aging of our skin. Um, between the two, UVA penetrates glass windows. So even if you're in inside, uh, but then you're working near the window or there's really, it can't help. We're in a tropical country, right? So we're really exposed to it. UV rays, so it we really advise uh, wearing sunscreen every day, uh, and then uh, better have a broad spectrum sunscreen when you see the label because it means that it's you're protected for both UVA and UVB. Great, that's so good to hear. Yeah, so I think the next part of our um, segment, I'll turn you over to MD for the mental health and self care part. MD, over to you. Okay. Thank you very much, Jen. That was such an interesting discussion. Actually, I took notes while we were discussing because the overlaps between skincare and mental health is really, it's really palpable. Like, I say palpable because our field in mental health, it's so abstract, but when translated into something that is being done every day, being seen every day, there is a direct translation to it. 
And and I really like that part that you keep on emphasizing shining or glowing from within. Because like it's a literal thing for the skin and a figurative thing for the mind. So the interface is so um is illustrated <laughs> in that phrase so much. And as before I go to my questions, I'd like to share to the audience as well that the pro-aging thing that Dr. Jack has been talking about is we have this in psychiatry called successful aging. And it is this concept in geriatric psychiatry that as early as the moment that you realize or the moment that you accept that you're going into adulthood is that you take steps to be able to have a fulfilling late adulthood. And part of it is accepting the process. The similarly to how Doc Jack was talking about it, so there's another interface between um, mental health and and dermatology. Okay, but since we are, you are a doctor. Okay, we are doctors here. There is one thing that I'd like to ask you, because we've been talking about the present and the future, but what about actions of the past? And by that I mean the way that we eat <laughs> because the way that we eat we always know that those are things that go into the body okay? and those are things that will affect and manifest and for those who love watching behind the scenes of you know bts k-dramas they're always complaining about oh no i ate ramyun last night my skin's gonna pop my skin's gonna look bad how how real is this? How does diet affect the skin? And will like that kind of diet really affect our goal of achieving that K look? That okay. Oh, that's a nice question, actually. Um, a lot of people are asking really if there's any like food effects of the what we eat in, in our skin. Actually, um, there is because there's a skin gut connection, right? So it's like the uh, that what you eat can ref- be reflected on your skin. But then, um, doesn't necessarily mean that you have to really control everything in your diet, like go really clean and green to have healthy skin. It's a part of it, but then you, have don't, uh, you don't have to really completely go super clean and green. Why? Um, there are studies saying that, especially when it comes to acne breakouts, uh, based on studies, the available evidence um, points that high glycemic index, like your sweets, yeah, milk tea, uh, if, for example, you drink milk tea every day, uh, it can really trigger inflammation. So it can really like break you out. <laughs> so there. Um, but then if you enjoy drinking milk tea, it's your uh, a way of uh, stress relief. What we advi- what I personally advise to my patients. Uh, you enjoy it, but take everything in moderation, right? Um, you have to enjoy life. We're in pandemic right now. <laughs> what other way, right? You will control everything. So where's the joy in it? So like in what we always um, advise, uh, food is just a part. It's not the whole thing. So mm-hmm. some, some, some are really anxious to eat like, Especially when we have the misconception, ah, I, I like to eat uh, peanuts, I like to eat chocolate, that's why I'm breaking out. But then the concept behind it, um, based on the current evidence, is just that uh, high glycemic index food and also some 
uh, studies point out, if you're really a dairy product lover, like you really drink more than three glasses of milk per day, it can also trigger inflammation in your skin that can break you out. So in a way, what we always, what I personally advise, take, just take everything in moderation. Dairy products are healthy for our body. It's just a part that can may that may trigger your breakout. So just take everything in moderation and enjoy, diba? So I think um aside from that, uh for the food for like eczema, usually if you have proven um allergy or eczema and you're really sensitive to certain food groups, you have to really limit the intake because it can't be helped because uh, food is really a known trigger for dry skin. For some of us, especially for people with atopy or the skin asthma, if you have the asthma background in your family. So I think that's where food is really more focused on, like for people with allergies, eczema, atopic, skin asthma. They really, they really advise to have food diaries to avoid the trigger for the eczema flares. But then in, gen- in a general sense, uh, we really uh, advise have a healthy, well-balanced diet. Because it's not just reflects on our skin, but it also reflects on our overall health, right? So, but then once in a while, you can have your midnight snack of milk tea or chocolate. It's okay. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> food like that is a very big source of coping. And let me not list to you the key foods <laughs> that I like to cope with. Okay, not just milk tea. Okay, so it's pretty much still moderation, right, Ja? Okay. Yes. So this goes back to what you were telling Yana earlier: the yin and the yang. So it's a very Asian concept: uh, moderation, continuity, consistency, then balance to it, and also knowing oneself. Because actually, uh, for those who are listening to us, a food diary or a diary in general is a very good tool to keep track of yourself. So it's a way of really knowing um, what's good for you, what's bad for you, and seeing the patterns of the reactions of certain foods or certain events to oneself. So it's not limited to food only. It can go, uh, it can be applied to a lot of things. But going back to that moderation yin-yang thing that uh, you mentioned earlier, I want us to talk more about that concept. How do Asians take care of their skin? And how different is this from the Western concept? You breached upon it earlier when you talked about that we go for prevention and going for like looking healthy instead of covering things up. Okay. So um, but here, like since it's herbal, of course, some of us would like herbal, while others would have a fear of this is herbal. <laughs> Versus the like the pharmaceutical sounding um ingredients of most Western products, like like you know, salicylic acid, silicates, and on whatnot. Okay, so what what can you um say about that? Um ja, na Asians have this certain style. Yes, I think yeah, Asians versus Western. I think Asian is more of prevention, like what you said earlier. And then they're they're really um focused on uh like trying out herbals, right? Because like like 
one example will be like snail mucin or ginseng. They're really these these ingredients have very really, um, big Asian background. Like ginseng is also seen in Chinese culture, and now we also see ginseng used in skincare products. So I think uh, what Asian did a Asian culture of uh, in skincare is like they tried to formulate what they used for like intake. Ginseng is used to treat inflammation. So I think they were uh, really inventive enough or they really had the breakthrough in there. Like they formulated into skincare product, into skincare formulation. And they found out that also this have the same effect on our skin in like, for example, ginseng, anti-inflammatory or to calm down any redness. So I think that's where uh, the Asian culture of skincare um, is rooted they're really more into herbals and also i know some may be anxious why should we rely on herbals right are there enough evidence right but because when we search evidence we always look google like pubmed would always come out with all the um trials uh, but then when you think about it uh one of our derms said that maybe it's just that the publications or trials in the Asian country is not translated, right? That's why it's not readily accessible to all um, who are looking or, or searching through it online. So I think um, that's the, uh, like, that's where people are anxious about. That's where the fear of using these herbals. But then again, I think it's uh, safe to say that if you want to try this Korean ingredient, I think they're really safe and generally gentle on our skin because that's their basis it's like yin and yang again they're putting the balance in everything so i think they're uh generally safe but then if you like have certain skin concerns and you're not particularly sure or you're anxious you can always seek consult with your skincare experts or derma so to be able to guide you properly and then going back to asian way i think yes Prejuvenating or prevention is really uh, focus or center in their uh, skincare. It's like when you go, like when we go to Japan, you always see them carrying umbrella even in the middle of the day. Like that's a way of sun protection, actually. But then when you go to Western countries, like when you go to states or Europe, I'm not. Um, it's just like you notice the. Um, differences you don't really see them that much like um, putting on uh, umbrellas i think that's uh, another way to look into it i think asian uh, views skincare not just um, on the surface but it goes deep so i think they approach it holistically um, yes you really have to have a nice skincare uh, routine that's your foundation but all the rest also has an impact on your skin health. So I think the Asian way of uh, skincare, of uh, maintaining a healthy skin, it's holistic approach. And um, I think that's where, that's the difference between Asian and Western. Mm-hmm. I like how you emphasize that even our behavior is geared towards the protection of our body. Like that, that was such a good translation of how certain practices really relate to self-care. <laughs> and Asians really do do that. Very good um, self-care um, with oneself, no? So, to, uh, no, to like 
wrap it up in a way. The last question, because you know how you Wednesdays is a mental health initiative, uh, primarily in, and we do handle the how you wave, right? Let's ask the very straightforward question <laughs> for you, Jack. How do you think all of this, like the K look, the K beauty, the K concept of taking care of one's skin, how does this tie in? with how we care for ourselves in a holistic manner, but including and emphasizing, I mean, mental health. Okay. So I think skincare is really a form of self-care. Um, so when we care for our skin, it also adds to our uh, overall self-care. But then we have to, um, there's two sides of a coin, especially with the rise in social media, right? With social media comes all the trends, all the looks that people would want to achieve. So some just had a slightly different perspective of what healthy skin is. So that's where the I think the dilemma comes because um, some would always think that oh, flawless, um, blemish-free is the perfect skin. They all they look. Into in, they want to achieve the perfect skin, but then you have to realize that our skin normally undergoes changes. It's normal to have acne. It's normal to have like uneven skin tone. It's normal to have morena skin, right? We're a Filipino culture, so um, I think that's where uh, the lines get gets blurred when it comes to the rise in social media and in diet in with skincare and then mental health. So I think uh, when you're a consumer or when you're into the skincare, you have to really be um, you have to be smart enough about it. Like, is this really for me? Because skincare tying it with mental health is also a really personal approach uh, way of maintaining um, yourself. I think uh, it's, that doesn't mean that what works for others work for you. So I think it all ties in also. It also has a big impact on mental health because it can't be helped. Like you see like uh, teens try, trying all the like social media trends, right? But then uh, they have to realize that what they see in social media, it doesn't really translate that it's also helpful for them because skincare is really personalized, individualized. So I think it also has an impact on the mental health, right? We all uh, people uh, in the social media or the, the community, people always view beauty as like, oh, the blemish-free fair skin or glass skin look. But then we have to realize that um, beauty must not be standardized with that definition um, because it has an effect on the mental health, especially for teens, I think, and especially for um girls, right? Because um, the view of achieving beauty is skewed. So I think when we say beauty, because it's really related also in achieving healthy skin, right? There's a really blurred line. What is beauty? What is healthy skin? So I think when you say beauty or healthy skin, it's really on what really defines yourself. You have to really look into your own definition of uh, beauty for yourself. Because when you're like... Um, have the FOMO, oh no, I don't, I don't, didn't try this, I didn't try that, I didn't try that product, that trend, that's why my skin is like this. I, it has a toll on your mental health. So I think that 
the really main point here is to really look for a really personalized skincare in order to achieve uh, what you're looking for or what your skin goals are. That's a very good point. And just to underscore that, skincare is personalized. It's about getting to know yourself, evaluating yourself, and being happy and feeling good about what you see and what you do. The only thing that I'd like to add there, Zha, is your emp- the one thing that you emphasized earlier, the consistency of the practice of the skincare. Because in mental health, having such a routine and organization mm-hmm. and having something, a day-to-day thing, mm-hmm. is very important. Yes, that's true. Actually, yes, mental health is really tied in with skincare or skin health. Because... Um, I had a couple of like patients asking, why does this product, why did this this product work overnight, right? I think you have to really uh, be realistic when it comes to achieving your goals. There's no such thing as overnight blow up, okay? So it really ties in. You have to go back. You really have to be consistent. You have to give time to see improvement. And um, it doesn't mean that you didn't see any improvement overnight, but it's not working. Uh, and don't be discouraged by it because you're 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 doing great. You're doing better each day. So I think it. Uh, you we people have to focus on the good rather than the bad because when like for example when you see your face, you always look at the flaw. But I think you have to also look at the minimal improvement you see because you always. Because I think we're the worst judge of ourselves, right? When we see ourselves, especially when it comes to what we see. It in our appearance. So I think uh, you have to people have to focus more on the good side. Like always we tend to focus on the flaw. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you have to really um remind yourself that you're doing great every day, even though there will be good and bad days when it comes to your skin, it's normal. It will be good days wherein you don't see any breakouts, but then there will still be bad days where you your breakout may um, appear. So it's, I think the uh, importance here is that the progress is not really linear, like a straight line. It has ups and downs, right? Like in life, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you tie it in mental health, life has its up and downs. It's always up, up, up. What's the thrill in it, right? So when it comes to uh, your skin, it's like that also. It's like linear, give it time. But then every day, at least you're taking part in taking care of it. Give yourself a pat at the back because you're um, doing something for yourself. I really like that last part that you said. <laughs> Thanks, Ja. And sure. that's it for my questions, actually. Thank you for wrapping that up so nicely. <laughs> thank you, thank you, MB. <laughs> so just to close things off, um, I actually wanted to also say, Dr. Jai, I really like what you said about patients. You know, I think patients really applies to mental health as well. You know, there's no fix it. And I think skincare can also actually actually be a great um, analogy. They can, they're kind of synonymous to each other in a way of mental health. Like it's personalized. The routine doesn't work for everyone. There's no one, two, three step at all times. Uh, it's all about the foundation. When you were talking a while ago, it really just made me think like, are we talking about skincare? Are we talking about mental health? Because it actually sounds like really similar. Um, 
and I learned a lot from that, especially patience in the routines and working at it every day. Because I usually give up after like five days. So, so I think that's one part, the patience aspect of it. Before I close us off, uh, Jen, do you have any closing thoughts for uh, our listeners and for our lovely guest, Dr. Ja? Thanks, Yana. Oh, I was fascinated by that discussion, particularly the last one. Because again, you know, as how you Wednesday is geared um, towards mental health. So a lot of the discussion was about patients. And I think to a certain extent, you know, it's flexibility and just going on a day, day-to-day basis. Mental health and skincare are also very personalized. What works for someone may not be may not necessarily work for you at the same time, at the same level. So I think it's a good time to know exactly you know um what your what your, how your skin is you know what you want in terms of mental health what works for you and just try to take it on a day by day basis don't get discouraged it really happens it's not linear i like that word it's not linear and i think even for our side you know we always say there's no on off switch it's really a volume button sometimes you go higher sometimes you go um softer so yeah, it's it's managing, I guess, for if I wanted a metaphor for it, it's managing the swings when you have the breakdown. So it's also the breakout of your skin. Huh? So we just try to manage it. And again, we get back to steady. Thanks so much for that, Jen. I really like what you said about it being a dial. It's not on and off. There's really such a big spectrum, such a wide spectrum for it. Um, MB, do you have any final thoughts before we get our last thoughts from Dr. Ja? Hmm. Actually, for me, I just want to leave the audience with one line. Okay. Shine or glow from within. Light it up. <laughs> we always have to throw the BTS reference in there. <laughs> but yes, I agree. Um, like skincare shine from within absolutely um that's definitely one of my takeaways too um so to close this off dr jadi have any final thoughts for team hal you and for our listeners yes i uh, i hope you learned a lot i think um skin is also it's not just superficial it's also deep right it also has an effect on your mental health so i think you really have to find um what you really need uh, to achieve that healthy skin. And yes, like what I uh, always emphasize to people, like um, don't be discouraged. Take everything one step at a time. It's not just in skin, but it's also everyday life. So uh, you're doing great and you're doing uh, yourself, uh, you're, a bet- you're doing better each day. So I um, don't give up when you don't see any like um, improvement at once. But you're getting there. So I think uh, uh, it ties also to skincare and also to your the mental health. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Dr. Ja. We all, I, I can speak for MB, Jen, and for our listeners too, that we definitely had so much fun having you. It was, you know, that you really see the parallels between mental health and skincare. And it's so nice to talk about it in this context. So thank you so much for joining us tonight. And thank you so much to our listeners as well for staying with us we hope you all have a great week ahead and we'll see you at our next episode bye everyone